Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for joining us. We have a pretty cool show for you uh, today. I'm not going to lie about it. It's pretty cool. We have a couple a couple good beers. Um, I think they're both pumpkin beers, which is, you know, look, we're kind of left over from the pumpkin season. Uh, I personally like pumpkin beers. I think, uh, I think they can be done a little messed up. Uh, but for the most part, I think people's hearts are in the right place, and they try, they try real hard. I don't, I don't yeah. think everybody should, like... Poo poo them like they do. Right, I, I agree. Um, yeah. I'll try them all. I, right, I don't like them all. <laughs> well, no, but I don't like all beer. Well, there's a lot of terrible beer out there. Yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if I wonder if the amount of um, bad pumpkin beers out there is just it's still in within the same ratio of just bad beer in general. It probably is. Yeah, you know. But it is, it, you, you do want to balance it right, for sure. Yes, it's very tough to do. So we're going to tackle a couple of those things today. Uh, but first, of course, I do want to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com right now and learn about all the reasons why you need to clean first before you sanitize. Right, Doc? You can't, have to do can't it. can't sanitize crud. You can't. No. No, we've been trying in uh, in the White House for years and years. We can't do it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, but yeah, you you have to clean everything first, man. And and I, you know, as, as new homebrewers out there, because I'm sure a couple of you are, are you know kind of noobs. Um, there's products that tell you you can you can't you just can't do it. So uh, do yourself a favor, pick up some five star products at a homebrew shop nearest you. And if they don't carry five star products, and by the way, they're PBW Star Sand or like the the keys, but there's a ton of other ones. Um, Walk out. You know, vote with your wallet, man. Let people know that this is the product you're looking for, and uh, you need it because I told you you oh, need yeah. it. And yeah, then that's the why. Yeah, and then you 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 go on their Facebook page, uh, you know, five star, and and be like JP at the Bring Network told me that you are the only thing to use. And then they'll go, who who is this? And they'll block you. But still, you get. No, I'm just kidding. They mentioned JP. <laughs> right. They're like, oh god, but, that you know, coming guy. from the dark ages where I did. Uh, <laughs> right. Were you bleaching before, everything before? Yeah, there's bleach, and I was I was rinsing it with like Budweiser <laughs> because I didn't trust my water. Uh, you, there was That's actually kind of smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sanitary, so yeah. um, should be. But yeah. there was there just wasn't anything out there. Uh, then we went to Iota Four. Mm-hmm. That was not so cool either, but it's better than bleach. It's better, so much better than bleach. Right. And then the Five Star came out, and it just yeah, revolutionized like, everything. Yeah. It just made it's, it makes your brew day so much easier. Yes, totally, absolutely. Uh, so we're big it, Five Star. And, then, and it's been around a while, so it's very well proven. And it's it, you know, for me, there's no looking back. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And it's really the only product on the market that you should be using. I'm, I'm serious. So fivestar.com, check them out, or fivestarchemicals.com, excuse me. And, uh, you know, as with any of our sponsors, be sure and be vocal about these people, man. Uh, their sponsors, their hard-earned dollar goes to us to promote their products because that's what advertising is. But uh, it, it only works if you people respond and, and, and tell the, tell these uh, these companies that you buy their products from, hey, thanks for supporting the Brewing Network. Thanks for supporting Dr. Homebrew. Uh, it, it really goes a long way with them. You know, we're, we're all very small business people and, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, vocal uh, minority, I guess, in a niche market. It, I don't know. It means a lot. So it, yeah, I'd appreciate it. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we have a couple good beers coming up. Uh, one of the guys can't be with us tonight. Actually, maybe he can. I don't know. I'll check my email again. Um, but uh, I'm kind of excited, to be honest. I, you know, like I said, man, I like pumpkin beers. Battle and, of the pumpkins. Um, Battle of the pumpkins. May the greatest pumpkin win. <laughs> um, I thought I had something else to talk about, but I don't. I think during one of the breaks, I want to bust out this flat tail beer. I saw Dave from Flat Tail today. I went up to lunch. And uh, it's a damn wild series. Ale brewed with Marion berries and pink peppercorns. So we're definitely going to do that. Uh, it's a you know it's a well, wild it's a I've wild. I've never beer. heard of pink peppercorns. Well, you haven't lived yet, my friend. Wow. Yeah. I can ask um, on that. Yes, you can. Sweet. Uh, yeah, Brett. If they have a proprietary strain of Brett. Uh, anyway, so it's a sour beer. So you know, uh, to the two Brian's, we have two Brian's on again. Um, oh no. We're going to drink this beer afterwards, so don't worry about it. Uh, okay, let's take a break real fast and uh, give us some time to clean up some, some stuff here in the studio. And then we'll come back and we'll have Brian on. Uh, and then we'll have Brian on. So, uh, yeah, this is Dr. Homebrew back after this. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making 
ever putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere holy shit nicobrew.com n-i-k-o-b-r-e-w nicobrew your bare bones buddy in the brewing business now back to the examination Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, as I mentioned before, Brian can't be with us tonight, which is too bad because I really do prefer it when we can talk to these people. But uh, I kind of knew that going into it, and uh, he was still cool with us drinking his beer. So uh, that's, all we, that's all we really care about. Boost him up. Yeah. So this is a uh, pumpkin chestnut porter. And uh, actually, let's see if my notes I can bring up anything cool. Um, Nuts on your chest? Yeah, <laughs> bring up nuts on my chest, man. <laughs> so if you want to be on the show, email jp at thebrainnetwork.com, uh, and then you two will get this handy-dandy little form uh, that I, that uh, you have to fill out, and then you give me all the little notes and uh, all that kind of you know nonsense, man. Yeah, see, he didn't fill any notes. Brian, you dick. That's the last night. I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Sorry, this is going to be rough on me, this show. <laughs> it's all right. Um, hey, what? What? <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys are already familiar with this beer, right? Yes, uh, intimately. Yeah, uh, Brian, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off, man? All right, yeah. So um, this is uh, declared as a pumpkin chestnut porter. Uh, so we judge it as a spice herb vegetable beer. This one, yeah, and. and uh, Oh, you got a glass? Okay. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. So it comes across with a fairly rich maltiness in the nose and kind of a light roast and, and a little bit of a toffee-like character in the nose. Um, I'm getting a bit of nuttiness, kind of the chestnut is coming through a little bit, but it's pretty faint. Um, no obvious hop and no no spiciness that I could detect. So you know, I don't know if it was just a, a porter that was aged with just pumpkins and no, you know, uh, none of the pumpkin spices that you have in in a pumpkin spice beer. Now, that's part of the reason I wish wish we could chat with with Brian about yeah. this. But uh, that's okay. We'll just judge it as it is and go for it here. So it's kind of unassuming in the in the aroma. It's um, you know it's a little little multi richness up front, but it's kind of everything's kind of blended together. And um, you know there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's just you know kind of middle of the road. So I, I would say maybe. 
it's not jumping out at me as a like a robust porter, but it has some maybe kind of brown porter like characters to it, like a little little mellower, you know, easy easy drinking version of it. So um, color wise, it's a rich brown. Um, looks like it's pretty clear. Uh, low light tan head that persisted fairly well, and we'll see finer bubbles that kind of fades to a ring of little collar of, of pretty fine bubbles around the glass there. So um, appearance was pretty good. And the uh, flavor-wise, it's, I uh, again, just kind of malty with the same elements as in the aroma. It's just kind of a general light roastiness, but not not biting or intense, just kind of smooth and some toffee-like. The one thing I would say is it, it's not very chocolatey, and I would like a little bit more of kind of a chocolate character in mm. this to kind of yeah. bring that richness in. So it's kind of like a little bit of roast and a little bit of kind of, you know, caramelly, toffee-like, toasty flavors in there. But, um, you know, and I don't know if it's if part of it is the, the nuttiness, uh, you know, coming in there and, and putting an edge on some of those things. Um, but it's a pretty mellow, unassuming beer. Uh, the nuttiness is there, but it's also pretty light. It does linger in the aftertaste a little bit. But, uh, again, not getting into those kind of characteristic um, pumpkin beer characters. There's Well, now that we, that we have another beer coming up that's that's gingery, I'm... I'm it almost has like a light little gingery <laughs> flavor in the background here too. I might just be psyching myself out. Anyway, um, there's no like nutmeggy, spicy, um, you know, rich pumpkin pie spices in there. Um, so anyway, m- mouthfeel wise, it's medium bodied, medium low carbonation, no warmth, not very, not very creamy smooth. I did get a bit of astringency in this beer. Uh, it could possibly come from um, over sparging it. Or if there are spices in here, maybe the way they were used is is giving it more of that than than the the rich flavors. Um, I'm not sure how they were extracted, and we'll we'll uh, get to that if and when we ever get to talk to Brian. Um, so yeah, I, would, I, would, I like the beer. Okay, I give it a 32. I would bring up the chocolate a bit, and um, maybe declare some of the spices. It's kind of a little muddled and not really, um, you know. Nothing is popping through saying this is a pumpkin beer or, you know, if I just tasted this beer blindly, I was like, well, it's a little nutty, but it's it's not really screaming chestnut to me either. So I'd yeah. like to find out how they added the, the nut and how, <laughs> how keep, they put their nuts in this beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what do chestnuts taste like? <laughs> well, I can tell you what they taste like roasted on an open, open fire. Open fire is the only way. But so how did so, but I've never I've never had that. So we're, if we're, I hear chestnuts, I'm not going to know. We're West Coast boys. We that's, can only read about them. <laughs> that's right, that's and it's right. not you know uh, 1800s. Uh, no, they still do it. Do they? Yeah, but it's 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 so Midwest and East Coast. It's just yeah. We don't I think chestnuts taste like romance and true love. <laughs> Yeah. It's oh, an imaginary yeah. flavor that only a few people know about. I, I get true romance out of this, yeah. but not, I don't know. You know, you know hey, it's, okay. it's a magical thing. Yeah, but you know, like I, so. If you I, ever taste it, you'll know it. I, I probably. Um, so I, I guess I can get a little bit like a walnutty, almondy thing. Yeah, a little. Yeah. So I, I'm taking that as oh, that's a chestnut, but I wouldn't know if that's a chestnut or a you know a, some other kind of. Leg yeah, but it's not or. super almondy like or pralyny. It's it's more like like you said, kind of a mealy. 
walnut yeah. kind of nut flavor rather yeah. than a rich nuttiness. So, yeah. Um, it's an interesting beer. I thought it tasted pretty good. It seemed like it's pretty well brewed. So uh, if you have any notes on the, the recipe, we can chat about what you I put don't, into it. I don't, unfortunately. Okay. It's just beer. Yes, there's okay. beer at this point. I'll shut up now. <laughs> That's all I have uh, to did you give a score? That. Uh, 32. Okay. Doc. Your move, dude. Right. So, generally, uh, if I was going to you know, judge the fill on the bottle, that was all great. Clean bottle, good fill, good start. Uh, aroma, I got malt. I also got uh, some little bit of weird astringency. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's almost like a cleaning product, like or like five star chemicals. That's right. No, five, no, 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 no. I'm no, joking. No, but it was there was something harsh about it. Something in there probably is hmm. malt driven. Uh, okay. Um, mildewy might be pushing it, but kind of that kind of that slightness. And then hmm. uh, one of the last whiffs I got, I got a lot of mint. It was, mint. Yeah. Okay. And I don't get mint, but I was uh, I was with it, you to the cleaning product. No, no yeah, but you, you, like a like you a got, like you a cover it, swirl it, and and then cleaning product. Go back to the cleaning, well, cleaning, the cleaning product. product yeah, no, no, no. Here, here's a here's a brand for you. Ready? Because I like to get brand specific. Okay. Simple Green. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, there's something in it with that, but totally simple green. Yeah. So maybe then that's to me that well maybe because I associate green and mint, but uh, <laughs> I, I got I that's can't really weird. get it right back again. But the two or two smells, three smells, it's like wow, mint. Yeah. Okay. And hmm. so that that was definitely there. You know, it's all an aroma, uh, no hops at all. But uh, uh, it, I hate the fact that you know. Uh, we gotta. We're doing the aroma first instead of the appearance, but uh, the aroma. <laughs> you don't have to go in order. Well, it's you on, can do it's, it's you on this. Well, I kind of try to go go past. Of course, you one. do. Uh, <laughs> you can't go out of order. Appearing, yeah, yeah, because I'm that anal. <laughs> right. But, uh, no, it's it had a you know a, a nice head that came up really good. And yeah. It, it didn't last a long time. I said medium. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's, it's still pretty good. Uh, the color and the clarity was spectacular. Uh, it was yes, just, totally right. Oh, oh, oh exactly. Look at uh, that. Um, it's on the kind of the cool ambery side mm-hmm. of, of porter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't call it a you know a dark porter by any means. It's right. not black or opaque, but uh, you know really good in that in that aspect. Uh, Getting a beer this clear is it's tough. It, it's tough, yeah. And this thing is sparkling clear. Yeah, uh, and I think I, it's I bottle you, condition too. I don't know if you. I, I don't know. No, it's not. No, no but no. You, you know, did you find it? Did you uh, filter it? I don't know. Um, sometimes uh, when I uh, a certain kind of filter that mm-hmm. I use, so I use a couple of kinds. I will get that kind of weird flavor smell come out of that one it, it, yeah. because of the, the filter medium. Uh, that that can come up if you're a hmm. filterer. Okay. Uh, I don't know. So just kind of one suggestion with there. So, you know, good on, good on appearance all the way through. 
get your three points, bud. <laughs> God, I really hate that. I always have. Uh, so let's go with the flavor. It's supposed to be a pumpkin ale. Uh, if you really didn't mention that to me, mm-hmm. I really probably would have just glossed it over. But, you yeah. know, knowing that it's supposed to be there and I hunt for it, it's there. But it's really slight. It's very subtle. I think that, the you know, I, like Brian was saying, I want to know how he added the chestnut flavoring. Because it feels like maybe it was a uh, an extract and maybe he went overboard. In some extracts, you can get that kind of weird flavor. And so maybe right. th- so the, the chestnut extract is overpowering the kind of subtleness of the pumpkin. Because when you brew with pumpkin, it's pretty subtle. Unless pretty you're benign, doing the, yeah. the well, pumpkin we, we, pie spice. So I'm assuming. But that's, that's what I would bet that happened here. Oh, well, I think he just erred on the... Lesser side, yeah, and then on the chestnut extract, I think went too and, went too much with it. Yeah, that's my um, that's my thought. The, with the chestnutty thing, that's even hard to tell too. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, getting, just, I'm getting dryness and astringency from yeah. from that. But uh, you know what I mean? Like like when I was at Morby researching new flavorings, yeah. uh, there were a couple different brands. I forget the brands where you'd add some, and you kind of can get that chemically thing. It didn't taste like what the thing was supposed yeah. to be, and yeah. and and that's. Kind of what I get here with with, with when you're saying the, the cleaning product. Yeah. So that's my theory on that. But Damn it, it Brian, it, I want to talk to you. Yeah, um, so that could be a good part of it. You never know. Yeah. So, I mean, the chestnut is supposed to be kind of a starchy nut and uh, pretty right. low, low fat. So it would probably be good for brewing in that respect. It's yeah. not going to put a lot of uh, fats in your beer to kill your head um, and kind of have, have a sweet presentation. But... Uh, yeah, I was looking at it too, and I guess the um, the American chestnut trees got pretty much decimated by this uh, uh, blight that came over from Asia. So, oh. um, yeah. So, uh, sorry, starting at the Bronx Zoo in 1904, if my sources <laughs> are correct. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> anyway, so there's not. Yeah, most of them are imported now. So the thing is, ah, anyway, uh, okay. So yeah, it's probably we don't see too many of them, especially out here. No chestnut trees and no open fires. Oh, damn. So, yeah, I just I don't get a lot of other flavors in this thing, which was one of my whole detracting parts of the flavor in this thing is it finishes so dry, I get nothing. Uh, there's no good malty sweetness to kind of make this a, a fun beer. Yeah, a little sweetness would definitely help Def- Definitely. It's supposed to be a, a, a porter, which should have some sweetness. It's supposed to be a pumpkin beer. It's supposed to have some sweetness mm-hmm. to kind of back that thing. And I didn't get a lot of anything out of this beer. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm underwhelmed with the, with the flavors I was hoping to have. Okay. You want to maybe be judicious on the addition of the pumpkin because if you add too much of it, you know, you put three pounds of pumpkin in your beer, it's going to... It's gonna. It's just sugars and star- you know, starches that'll convert to sugars in your mash, and it'll dry it out. And then there you go. You got a watery, right. dry, insipid beer. So you you want to use a little less pumpkin and bump up your mash temp to kind of get it to balance out and work, so you can get a reasonable finishing gravity and have a little bit of sweetness left in for a beer like this. I think that that could be part of what happened here. And this is a complex beer. There's a lot of stuff going on in here. You're, you're doing a big porter. There's, there's a bunch of malts. Uh, you're, you're throwing in pumpkin, that's pumpkin, spices, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff there. Then you throw in chestnuts, too. Yep. And do you roast the chestnuts? When do you throw them in? A lot of levels. What, what, there's a lot of stuff going on in this thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my biggest issue with this thing is it was a bit astringent, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. just, not just it, that comes across as a dry finish, but it's also, and then it keeps going. It's just like, 
puckers you. Uh, you can get the stringency from the oak. And if it being, was there oak in this one? Maybe not. None declared. I don't think so. Okay. I thought there were, you know, but still it's, oh, you can get a stringency from oak, from oak. So if you're going to like be aging on oak and get from that. But I think this is just overly dried and it might've been overly sparged. Uh, but the main thing with this one is just not enough malty sweetness to give me that nice rounded dark beer that, you know, chewable beer. Yeah, and I think that that's the main thing. I don't. I didn't get any faults with this beer. No, it's, I mean the flavors that are there are pretty good, and it's, it, there's nothing that you say like, "Oh, this is just this." You need to drop this down or or kill right. that and do this to make it better. But yeah, just it's balanced things and fine points of the brewing procedure. The plus the nut addition. You know, I would say if you're going to add the nut, um, you might want to roast it and put it in secondary. What would you do with it, Doc? Uh, I would do exactly that. Yeah. I'll roast it and mm. put it in the secondary. Uh, Experiment with the mounds so you're not overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, you, you really want to have something more to this beer. Uh, I Again, I, just, I can't check anything off in the in the bad area about, oh, uh, you got diacetyl in this one, you did... Anything this 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 except for maybe the astringency, okay, is, is a bit a bit of an issue. Okay, but having more multi sweetness, fun behind it, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> um, that's the main thing. It, it, it's just it had a lot of. It just seemed like it had a lot of tannins. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's easy to fix. So it, 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 right, it's 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 a it's a recipe thing. Uh, yeah. And and the tannins are more of you know a process thing. Yeah. So acidify your sparge water, keep it right. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, not a really bad beer. It just it needs some yeah, fixing. No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good it's a good beer to keep and move ahead with. Right. Try to make yeah. this a good thing base. better. Yeah. What'd you give uh, it? I uh, gave it a thirty-four. Okay. Which is a good respectable score. So That's pretty good. Yeah. Were you thinking more brown porter too or like robust? Yeah, or, no, it doesn't no. really have robust. It, it, it was an easy drinking porter. Yeah. Look at the color. It's uh more in the the lighter ambery kind of color. Uh the 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 mouth feels a lot lighter. So if you're going porter, yeah, I would go yeah in the in the more of the brown part, the easier drinking stuff. Yeah. Now I finished the sample too because it is an easy drinker and, and it's smooth, a very easy so, drinker. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine points mostly, but balance and and some slight process issues there going on. So yeah. But thanks for sharing it, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely man, for sure. Always like always like to drink some beers. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay, speaking of that, we're going to take a break, and then uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, drink another beer, uh, another beer rather. It's Doctor Homebrew back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment, and Five Star knows how to clean too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, 
Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Last pumpkin beer. I'm going to imagine the last pumpkin beer of the season. Maybe. (laughs) Of last year's season. Uh, this is uh, another Brian who can't join us. I don't know where he is. He's supposed to be on Skype. Brian. Brian number three. Brian number two. Second Brian. Well, yeah, we have a we have Brian number three. But they, I, these are Brians with Y's. I would like to think I'm number one. Two Brians with Brian. both spelling with Y's. Uh, let me reach over. This is an oak aged jack o' lantern ale, and so we uh, we judged one of his beers on not the last show, but the show before the first one in January, actually. So he'd sent down like three different types of these beers. So I thought, uh, let's just do it. And I think we had the one that was not oak aged last time. Mm. So now this is the oak aged one. Cool. So uh, let's do that. Doc, why don't you uh, start off, man? You already you already jump into that beer. Power oh, yes, I did. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did do that. <laughs> so uh, generally, bottle looked good. You know, start with that. It had a label on it, so you must be kind of well into your your home brewing and, and the fact that you actually make a label. And there's a lot of info on that label, so thanks for sending that. Um, so aroma wise, I got a lot of solvent. I got a lot of nail polish. Uh, kind of like painted oak, yeah. Because uh, I got a lot of oak flavor too, uh, and, it, and there's it, a lot of oak in there. Yeah. So not only that, but like I said, painted oak. It's uh, kind of goes with the, the solventy and the in. Okay, painted oak. Hmm. That's a docism if I've ever heard. Okay. It. Don't you- like, I, I get it. You can smell no, I, yellow painted oak. Totally. Uh, totally. Okay. Totally. I'm with you. I just had never would never um, thought of that. So that's why it's a docism. Yes. I'm just trying to, you know, paint a picture in your mind. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, okay, awesome. Uh, and, 
Oh, there's got a lot of stuff going on in the aroma. And some of these beers, I smell them, and I almost get nothing. Yeah. Uh, just nothing out of them. This one's got a lot of things going on. It's a very fragrant, pungent beer, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, S3 and phenolic at the same time. So, you know, it's it's got a lot of stuff going on just in the smell. Okay. Uh out of place, yeah. Uh, the nail polish and the solvent, it's... Uh, it shouldn't be there. shouldn't be there. Some of it's from the oak. You get uh, that kind of aged wood smell to it. Uh, it's not particularly off-putting, except there... You do get a lot of vanilla uh, from the, from it, too. So that, that's, you know, pretty much oaky. Is that, like, more American oak, you think? Yeah. Uh, like a like vanilla coconut. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely, definitely vanilla coconut. Yeah, good call. Thanks, um, man. I know my wood. Well, and it, it, it doesn't have that my wood and spicy my character that the other oaks get. Yes. Um, yeah. But definitely coconut. I'd swear there's booze in here. I know we talked about it before because I know I know in some of this he put in Maker's Mark and the notes are a little bit unclear. But I would swear to God that there's Maker's Mark in here. Um. <laughs> I, I can't confirm nor deny that. One. <laughs> that's, um, well, that's, but it makes it makes true. sense because it, it's a lot of smell going on here that you wouldn't normally get in beer. So there's some adjuncts possibly, like maybe some Maker's Mark or maybe something. Uh, but there's a, there's definitely a lot of smells going on in there. Uh, so. You know, on the aroma issue, you got knocked down a bit just because there was unbeer smells to it. Even with the oak and everything else, there was just a lot of unbeer smells to it. Uh, then you're looking at appearance, super clear, super nice looking beer. Um, <laughs> almost made me sad it smelled that way. <laughs> but um, it is a very interesting looking beer. What is it, it, it like? It, a, like like a dark copper, like a it, copper exactly. red or something? Yeah, it's yeah. orangey. Yeah. So yeah, it's with some orange orangey going copper. On there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fascinating know, for chamber. I wouldn't go into like a red ale no. that far, but anything. No. But it's a uh, it's a beautiful looking beer. Yeah, it's clear. Uh, the head comes up. Fades away pretty quick. Um, looking at it, I'm not afraid to drink it. Some of these beers, sometimes <laughs> you get just like it's got chunks or whatever, and it's, it's it's a little tough to nuzzle up to. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, so, you know, the big thing up to this point is going to be the aroma. Just, just way too many things that are unbeer-like in there. Uh, flavor-wise, I didn't get a lot of malt. Uh, I got some residual sweetness on it. Uh, really dry, tart finish to it. Uh, lots of tannins from the oak. Uh, it and yeah, it comes. I just noticed in my notes here, JP, that yeah. it comes across as alcoholic. Yeah, very I'd, alcoholic. I give you that. That's and, for sure. And, and well, it's eight. Uh, he has on the label eight uh, percent ABV. Yeah. And it doesn't, but it doesn't come across as hot like. Bit, like bad alcohol. No, you end. know it's there, but but that's that's about mm. it. I mean, it's not. It, it, it's oh not no, you can end. tell right away that it's a high alcohol beer, but it hides it well. Alcohol, yeah, it does it does hide it well? Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of get that in the flavor too. Mm-hmm. 
you know, kind of for, uh, did we say what what's, was the porter supposedly, or did we say what it was? Um, he didn't say. Just okay, um, pumpkin something. I mean, it's 55% uh, two, uh, Maris Otter, uh, 21% two-row, 5% victory, so no, 2% then. crystal 40, 2% then, crystal then 80, no, just... candied ginger root, milk sugar, corn sugar. Okay. Aged on light oak, he says. Uh, the main thing, the main distracting thing is is the a lot of oak, and and I get, it's not just it's just a lot of oak, but it's also a lot of tannins from the oak. Uh, maybe it was it, it's a little bit thin. I'd like a little bit more malt to it to kind of bolster it up on the back end a little bit. Um, overall. Not a bad beer. Uh, I, I give it a 32. I, I, I would drink more than one, probably. It, it's it's not a bad beer. It could be made better. Yeah. Uh, not manufactured better, necessarily, but I, I'm thinking just you know, more of a uh, recipe issue. Okay. And, okay. And uh, a little bit on the, you know, back off on the time on the oak. Yeah. Uh, a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Um, pumpkin wise, uh, it's much more than the last one. Much more than yeah. I would I would personally get rid of the ginger root. I think that's kind of throwing the candy ginger root to me. Yeah. I think I think it, there's a little prickliness that the ginger can give maybe in there, and I wonder if that's just combining with all the other fla- the deeper flavors that he has. I know I think I think what we were talking about last show is that he put the ginger root in to kind of brighten everything up, but I don't know that it's working. Well, he put did, quite a lot of ginger in it too, if I recall. I think he did. Yeah. It definitely tastes heavy dose, candied. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it melds with the oak kind of well. I think you're right. I think he has he has a good thing going. I think he's like eighty percent there. Yeah, uh, I really do because I, if I remember correctly, again, he wanted to uh, to have something big to drink during the winter, it, and it, this is uh, this is a huge beer. It's yeah, a but it's very it's, complex beer. But it's not multi big enough. It needs a little bit. It needs more mouthfeel. Yeah, it's it, more sweet than malty. Yeah, if that makes sense, exactly. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And and, and it actually could be perceived sweetness from the ginger root because it's mm, okay. because it's not really cloying like like it didn't finish down far enough. It's not right. like that. Uh, I think that's why he put the ginger root in maybe to clear it up. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what did you uh, did you, did you give the score? I'm 30, sorry. Thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah. All right. Brian, mm. what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Doc said there. Um, in the aroma, it does have a, a pleasant spiciness with a smooth ginger notes up front. That's the first thing I got. Um, you know, low, kind of bready and caramely notes from the malt beneath that and some smooth alcohol. It seems like maybe a spicy alcohol, but that could also be from the, uh, from the ginger because it's not hot or um, super fusely or anything like that. It's just... Um, it's an intense aroma, and you could maybe imagine that you're smelling uh, fusels or something, or uh, you know, too much wood character. But to me, what I mostly get is ginger. Um, kind of moderate fruity esters. It almost has like kind of a cinnamon-like, cinnamony character. And yeah, like I said, the the wood to me was not too obvious in the aroma. Uh, but there's a little bit, there's a bit of it there, and it does, it does kind of present itself in kind of a boozy way. But I'm not yeah. getting obvious booze either. It's like, does it have bourbon? Does it have? I'm not really getting any characteristic that would 
and and the vanillins are not very heavy. Um, you know, just a little bit of vanillin from the wood, but not like a boozy uh, uh, thing there. So uh, it's pretty light. If there is any booze, it's it's subtle and blended with everything everything else that's there. Yeah, color wise, it's this re- rich, kind of deep amber, almost coppery color, but uh, with an orangey tinges to it, and a little off white head that that sticks around for for a while. Um, you know, the first sample I poured was a little bit hazier than this one. This one is uh, pretty clear. Um, I had it as moderately hazy, but I would uh, maybe bump it up. It's This one's pretty clear. So, uh, But, yeah, flavor-wise, um, again, just the ginger kind of wins out. The clean, spicy ginger, uh, sweet, you know, kind of a sweet candy-like <laughs> ginger. <laughs> Balanced with the malt and 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 some smooth alcohol, um, it's kind of got a medium low oak flavor to me. You know, Doc thought the oak was a little heavy. There's so much else going on here that I don't. I, I think if the oak was any heavier, it would be it would be rough to take. But it's not it's not too high. It's it's in there, but it's kind of it's 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 gentle enough that it's not poking out too hard and, and hurting my taste buds there. So it's, you know, it's not, and it's not uh, in the mouthfeel, not super, um, super tan, tanniny. I mean, there's a low tannic edge from, from the wood, but not, not too much. Um, seemed like a fairly clean ale fermentation. I'm not getting any really bad stuff. DMS dacil, acetaldehyde. Um, but yeah, it's definitely balanced the spice. And as, it, as it warms up, you get a lot of that spice in the aftertaste. Um, yeah, and the ginger just sticks around. So there's, a, there's again, a bit of wood in the aftertaste with that. I'm not getting any typical kind of pumpkin ale character. But that being said, you know, you you, you might want to have some, some nutmeg, some cinnamon, some allspice, something else in there. That would say, hi, I'm a pumpkin pie beer, you know. But uh, this doesn't really have that. It's just the ginger. and But for some reason, it still kind of works. Yeah, I wonder if you say brewed with pumpkin versus calling it a pumpkin beer. I think I think that would help you differentiate because brewed yeah. with pumpkin. Okay, if you don't really get it in there, it's not too bad yeah. because we all know it's relatively yeah. a subtle flavor, especially with a bunch of crystal malts, right? But pumpkin beer, I think everybody's going to assume that there's some spices to you know nutmeg, allspice yeah. kind of stuff, right? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I don't or, know. or maybe they're expecting more. It's like I used pumpkin as a starch source, and that's it. There's no spice. <laughs> you in may this or may beer. not taste it. You won't taste it product. unless you really dig. Yeah, that that could be. Some people do that. You make a pumpkin IPA where you, there's no spices, and you just use the pumpkin to dry dry out your like your imperial IPA or something. That might be fun. It, you know, for those of you who like IPAs so much, like oh JP. yeah, Doc and I love IPAs. And, and we go out to the bars yeah. every night, just chugging. We IPAs. don't go to any place that has less than five IPAs. <laughs> yeah, wow, right. yeah, which is every place. You walk in, you look at the list, you go four piece. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, mouthfeel wise on it, uh, kind of medium, medium full body. It was kind of deceptively. It was. It's a pretty big beer, so it's, um, you know, despite all that's going on, it's still fairly smooth. And um, the carbonation was kind of medium low, and it has a low warmth from the alcohol, possibly also from the ginger, a little bite from the spice. Um, again, a low tannic edge from the wood, and it's not very creamy smooth. It's just, it's not biting and, and hugely astringent, but you get a little bit from the wood there. Um, 
Seems like a well-brewed beer overall. It comes um, comes across mostly as declared. Um, the gingery spice is the only note making a, an appearance here. It's a it's a bit of a one-trick pony, um, but uh, it still somehow works. The the wood character uh, is is pretty good where it is. I, I don't think it you know, you you could if if there was less. Ginger in here, you could get away with bringing that up a little bit because I don't think it's even, you know, I wouldn't bring it up necessarily, but um, I'm not getting the same intense, um, strong wood character that Doc was. So uh, JP kind of seemed to agree with him there, so maybe you're you're the tiebreaker. Maybe. I personally think that the wood is kind of in check here and just everything else that's going on makes it seem sharper than it is yeah more, I, yeah, more than me, it I've is had, maybe i've had much more oak in a beer yeah i mean oh, i've, I've sure. had beers with tons of oak i've beers. made more this oak. is I'm not just, I'm, I'm just saying that this is on the high side you're saying me. it's a fine point yeah you could lower a little bit or yeah that, exactly if, if other things were out of the way you probably would taste it more I mean, maybe yeah this isn't a slap in the face oak beer by no, any no, means. no but, but it's I, a little I, aggressive I, it's, it's a it's a, a little it's a little on the high side uh but you know, you change a few other. There's a lot of stuff going on in this beer. And yeah, yeah. So if you did bring up the the oak at all, you definitely want to back off the ginger and some of the other stuff yeah. here. The alcohol even, and and otherwise, all your elements are just going to fight. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting beer, and it, it does seem to dry out where it needs to be. It's not it's not super sweet. It kind of okay. finishes kind of right, so the the spice has a little sweetness to go with it, and that works. I don't know. It's an interesting beer. Like I said, it's kind of eighty percent of the way there, and you just need to play with it a little bit more. Yeah, I think. That's but a good if you beer. really like ginger and this is what you want in your beer, you know, go for it. Brew a lot of this. Also, has a really nice um, label. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I didn't read the label. I just looked at the pictures. <laughs> yeah, there's well, some uh, there's, uh, there's some pictures on it. There's a picture on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, did you get uh, my score, Bry? I'm sorry. I got I'm, like, distracted by the label. Sorry. Yeah. Those, <laughs> uh, the heels and the uh, the pumpkin. Um, bear midriff shirt there, but uh, I gave it a, a thirty-five. It's not too okay. Good. Not not. It's a very good beer. Awesome. Um, okay, so uh, then Brian, since you're the king of the numbers here, um, who wins the uh, grog tag? At least your beer will look good. Forty dollar gift certificate. Well, that's easy. It's it's Brian. Oh, it's Brian. Hey. Uh, wait, who? Which Brian? Uh, the one with the Y? Brian Pumpkin Chestnut Porter, Brian. All right. Brian, look at you, man. You're going to walk away 40 bucks, dude. $40 make you holler. Yeah. I don't know if that's appropriate to say. Um, cool. Well, and of course, uh, just for playing along, Brian's, uh, you're both going to get uh, a cool little pack from Five Star Chemicals. Um, and that's pretty cool. And then uh, anybody else who's disappointed they didn't win uh, the Grog Tag, go to grogtag.com and... Uh, God, I think we might have a. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, leave them a note. Tell them you you heard about us on the, or heard about them on the uh, Doctor Homebrew show, the the best show on the radio. The <laughs> watch out. Uh, you want to try some of this flat tail beer? Yeah, yeah. we have like yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, some glasses, right? Yeah. Is that we an have, IPA thing. We have a little bit of time. <sighs> And Dave was so nice uh, to drop this beer off. Actually, to be honest with you guys, uh, he gave, oh wow, he Look gave the color of that thing. he gave me this beer, and instead of hoarding it, I'm sharing it with my friends. Wonderful. You got friends? Yeah. Well, you guys, right? Oh, are, aren't we friends, guys? <laughs> guys? We are tonight. Why you, you got, got a beer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. 
Keep those BN paychecks uh, coming. We're friends. Yeah. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. What's that? Uh, I'm not pouring myself any because I don't drink this shit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, yeah, this is the Damn Wild series. Marion Berries and Pink Peppercorns. And it's a Brett beer. Wow. Uh, Brett and Lacto with uh, Tetanang, uh, Corvallis Marion Berries, um, which I think sounds like a really cool cheerleading team or something. The Corvallis Marion Berries. Uh, acidulated malt, Wireman wheat, Pilsner malt. That's all Wireman. Wireman pills, Wireman wheat, Wireman acidulated. Why? No wonder they're broke. <laughs> Come on, guys. What are you doing? I was brewing a nice oh, red beer. What do you think pink. of this beer? It's pink. It's pinkish red. It's a pink beer. I can smell the peppercorns. Sounds like the color of my prom dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't spit your beard in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good beer. That's a really good color, and it tastes good, too. Yeah. Mm. It's not overwhelmingly acidic or... No, or bready on either yeah. on, on one side or the other. It's not it's yeah. not overly berry-y. There's, There's a berry like a quality, but the pumpkin, of, um, the pumpkin, the pink peppercorn isn't aggressive, but it, I, I think it cleans it out like bit. the tip of the tongue. Does that make sense? Brian, There's like a red uh, red grape kind of uh, or pink wine kind of character to it. You know what I mean? Comes yeah. Through. Did you look up pink peppercorns? So. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was on the of the pink pepper I would, I've never heard which of which is pink a black uh, cultivar of blackberry, but yeah. Well, it's, I think it's just the there's the black peppercorns, and there's like the green ones, and then I there's think some white this, ones, and the white ones. I've never heard of the pink ones, red ones. What is it? Uh, yeah, is it actually peppercorns or something? Like... Pink peppercorn. Yeah, that's just yeah. just a weird fucking ingredient, man. They're kind of reddish, exist? you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it exists. That's pink peppercorns. It yes, it's not like that magical. It's a real stuff. thing. All right. They're kind of reddish in color. It's a dried berry of the uh, of the shrub Shinus mole. Kind of like uh, commonly like, known as like the Peruvian pepper tree. Cranberry juice. It does look like cranberry juice. Right. You can get away with uh, putting this in a bottle and sneak into a concert. Clear up my bladder, in fact. Yeah, so it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dried berry. This is, like, really nice. It smells weird. It smells like a little, like, uh, gasoline or something, right? Um, like a little, like, uh, not gasoline, uh, but... No. Uh, like, okay, when you... Like that weird rope. You know that rope that smells... Sissle rope? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, or when you open up your dad's trunk. From his car, that you know, I wouldn't you know, open it in a while. Yeah, like like, that. like, like the trunk of a, a Volkswagen. Uh, no, that's different. That's a no, no, I, oh. no. My dad used to have these, these nasty cars. Just he yeah. wouldn't care if it got it from point A to point B, and, and there smells like that. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, he was drinking Marion berries and popping pink peppercorns and then farting a lot. <laughs> Could be. Maybe. All right. Well, I think we can get it. Peppercorns are not a true peppercorn, but a, the ripe berry of the Brazilian See, pepper tree. That's what I was getting at. Is it like. So it's a berry. It's not. You're not. It's not. It's not a peppercorn. But it looks like one of these. You named it that. Because the beer is not peppery at all. There's no. No, that. it's not. It's pink. So it's a berry. It's a beautiful color. Yeah, it's a berry. Freaking yeah. flat tail dudes, man. They're ripping us off. I had a feeling that it was. Well, <clears throat> Oh, we got a phone call. Okay. Our first phone call. Maybe it's calls. Brian. Maybe it's Brian. Uh, hello, caller. You're on Dr. Homebrew. Well, hello there, Dr. Homebrew. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> uh, Dave from Flat Tail Brewing Company. 
There he is. Indubitably. Hi, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're drinking this uh, beer, and we've come to find out that pink peppercorns aren't actually peppercorns. What do you they just, are not. We they're, just they're actually a berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we almost like strawberries. Right? They're kind of posers, but but we still we still love them. Did you just learn this because you were listening to our show and you had no idea either? No, no, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. How did how did you add yeah. your peppercorns? Mm-hmm. Please tell us. Uh, whirlpool. Okay. All right. Yep. Why are they called we peppercorns? Do, uh, 15, uh, because the flavor it's you a, know resembles a peppercorn. Uh, it's okay. a Brazilian kind of pepper tree. Like peppercorns. Brazilian yep. pepper tree. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. That that yeah. fact was better than mine. Did you crush you crush them when you add add them to the whirlpool? Or? Yeah, so we'll, we'll take a soft uh, fifteen barrel batch, and we use about a pound and a half. I want to say for fifteen barrels, run them through a coffee grinder, and they go directly into a just muslin bag, and then uh, into yeah. the whirlpool. Well, what's what's their consistency when you get them? Are they like tough fruit? Are they? Like grape, like uh, no, you can you can uh, just crush them between two fingers. Very light, uh, not like a green or black peppercorn. Okay, it's very hard, impossible to crush by hand. These are almost like small dried berries. But not not seedy. Okay, so like kind of like a cran- <laughs> like a small cranberry or something, kind of. Just... Yeah, yeah, but without the moisture, they're very brittle. Oh, okay. But, uh, you so you just crush. crush them and they mm. powder off, just like just like my ego. Yep. Um, I, I exactly. I would I would take more peppercorns in there. They're crushed really? on the size yeah. of <laughs> We uh, we played around with that a lot, and the latest batch I thought was a little heavy on the peppercorns. Really? Well, I mean, no. I, well, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I mean, I, honestly, the only place I taste it is like on the very tip of my tongue. There's a couple tinkle things mm. going on. I there's taste the marionberry, but there's in that beer too. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's a, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know it's, what? It's nice because the 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 sour flavors play well with. There's, it's not like a heavy like biting Brett character or biting lactic. It's just um, you know um, it's sour enough that you call it a sour beer. It's plenty sour, yeah, but it's, it's not good, like a teeth meltingly sour, harsh biting yeah, sour yeah. beer. It's, it's got a little you know an element of a hint of sweetness, although it's probably not sweet. It's just that you know. It hints at it with the berries. The, yeah, the, the perceived sweetness. Yeah, perceived. Uh, yeah, and it just, I like it. I like it a lot. I like the color, too. Well, it's a beautiful you. beer. I think it's a, a good yeah, you know, one of the, beer. You try to get people into sour beers. This is, yeah, one this of is the a good biggest, step in baby steps. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest comments we get is actually how mild the Brent Lacto character is, which is, Ironic since it's literally only fermented with bread and lacto. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the, I think the the Marion berries help out a lot there. Obviously, it's, it's pretty fruit forward beer, and we use all fresh fruit, so varies a little bit yeah. batch to batch. Um, I want you guys but, to do uh, a collaboration with uh, the Rare Barrel. Well, yeah, no, that's I, what I, I want. don't know about that. Their their beer is kind of just awesome in every way. So <laughs> yeah, well, I don't because know if I want to slum it like that. Because I mean, look, they don't have enough GABF metals yet. They've only got like five percent. Right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Most of your beer sucks, but this beer is really good. <laughs> I think I think you might be turning into a sour brewery. Mm, well, you know, just maybe. It's oh, you're cool telling process. they should. We can, we can pump it out fast. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're actually planning on rolling out a bunch of different damn wild variations. That's nice. Cool. I'm just kidding by the, the your beer sucks, only most of it. 
Yeah, well, you know what, JP? <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> no, man, I'm glad you called. Uh, you know, we just decided, like I said, uh, you dropped this off to me earlier this afternoon, and uh, I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll bring it in to the people that I work with. Yeah, cool. Thanks for tasting it. And yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah. any homebrewers want to try our, our new method, the kind of two-tank method to get these fast sours without doing kettle souring, and you're in the Corvallis area, we always have a reactor full of lacto and one bowl of bread, so... Happy to give that out to anybody that wants to play around with it. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Cool. You're such a good guy, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I try. <laughs> you sure do. All right, man. We'll let you go. Enjoy the eat night on Grinder or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know what that is, but uh, you have either. a great night as well. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, uh, what is Later. Grinder you can <clears throat> speaking of. It's like Tinder, but for, you know, men. Just men, just men. I think I think uh-huh. it's gay men, right? Isn't it? Well, gay men. Well, I think we, we established that when I said just men. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, right. Uh, all right. Thanks for everybody uh, for listening. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, of course. Um, if you uh, like uh, any radio like this, you'll love the other programs that we have on the Brew Network. So go and explore and and check things out. Uh, I try to keep this show to be the only like really clean show. You know, not a lot of, like, inappropriate jokes, and maybe I'll cuss a couple times, but for the most part, everything's fine. So, uh, you know, if you don't like any of that nonsense, we're the show. But, uh, you know, if you want a little more uh, fart jokes and whatever. Our dirty jokes are like, a pig jumped in the mud. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Want to hear a clean joke? Pig took a bath. (laughs) And uh, yeah. yeah, if you want stuff like this, we're 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 we've got more of that. Where yeah. that came Please from. not more. Of that. <laughs> All right, Doc. The, thanks for uh, joining us again, of man. Of course. And uh, Brian, as Thank always, you. good to see you. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, check you all next time. JP, I'm the say, hostess with the mostest. I'm gonna sign out as in like ears up. But uh, I just well, I've, I'm, never, I'm doing, I've never heard just, that. Can we do it? Uh, yeah. All right, everybody, keep your ears up. We taste your homebrew, so you don't have to. That's right. Uh, I do too many podcasts. I need to get paid for some of these. All right, everyone, take it easy. We'll see you later.